The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Today is Monday, July 6th. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. And we have, I don't call it breaking news because you probably have seen it because well, there's some reports out there that uh, one of the members of this podcast leaving the show, leaving CBS. Is it true that this person that's leaving is getting fired for a completely and utterly terrible list of top 10 coaches. That is the rumor that Sean Wagner McGuff's coaching list is top 10 coaching list, which featured Doug Peterson. Uh, apparently Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman have a lot of pull at CBS. They called the muckety mucks and they have canned Sean. And so we said, listen, we agree. Sean's list was crap. <laughs> Sean's work is generally crap, but before he goes, we'd like, to, we we'd like to have one more, you know, 45 minute to hour and a half, 90 minute podcast. Uh, with Sean. I'm just surprised that for five and a half years, I've been putting out terrible crappy lists like this and I haven't gotten fired. <laughs> like the fact that like my entire experience getting in journalism was I'm going to see how long I can just be a troll and get paid to do it and see how long it takes me to get fired. And it took me five and a half years. So I think, I think I deserve a lot of credit for having that kind of longevity. You're going from one troll job to a potentially a bigger troll job. Is that true? Your future, it, it, what are you going to do next? Well, you see what happened. We were, is, we were joking on the firing thing. Sean didn't really get fired. No, no, no. Here's what actually happened. The list came out on Monday. The <laughs> reaction was so bad. I was like, I need to reevaluate my career. So on Tuesday, I decided I'm going to go to law school instead of continuing in journalism. So on Tuesday, I started studying for the LSAT. On Wednesday, I took the LSAT. On Thursday, I applied to a number of schools. And, and on, on Friday, you're dead. Huge donation to the University of Boulder, Colorado Law School. It greased the wheels for you to bypass the typical admission process. Uh, and so and, now and you, then, will be, you will be attending law school at the uh, Wagner McGuff uh, School of Law at University the, of The Boulder. building is no longer called the Wolf Building uh, for law school. It's actually the John Wagner McGuff uh, law school building. But no, in, in all seriousness – um, this was out. You left out a key part that you are only going to law school so that you can file a, a slander lawsuit against Eagles fans and uh, specifically two of your former coworkers who I won't name. Ooh. Who are the two? Hey, Breach, uh, first thing you learn in law school is that slander 
It's libel. Libel when it's written, slander when it's spoken. Come on. Oh, it, well, by I the way, to, I listened to the podcast with Brinson. It was spoken. It was written. It was all of it. By the way, Ryan, you should probably learn that if you're in journalism and not going to law school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that bodes well you are, moving forward. You are really going to law school, right, Sean? Yes. Uh, yeah, last, or I guess this is coming out on Monday. So two weeks ago, I did put in my two weeks. Had a very nice conversation with EK, uh, our boss here who hired me five and a half years ago. I have no idea why he hired me five and a half years ago. I was fresh out of college, 22 years old, very little actual professional experience in writing. Uh, and so, so you're going to, you're just going to stop at very little. I was very little. <laughs> no, I was, I was, you seen the photos. That was actually quite large back then. Um, oh, you were fat when you and, uh, you and uh, Pete Blackburn worked together at uh, all 32 teams. Next, next impulse sports. Next impulse sports dot biz. By the way, like two out of the four writers there went on to CBS sports dot com. So uh, it was pretty good farm, pretty us. good farm team. They say more about us than next impulse. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, I'm just kidding. Pete Blackburn's a friend of this. We didn't have Pete on to talk Patriots. He's uh, Pete's doing great work with our newsletter. You should subscribe to that. And if you like newsletters. That are long-winded and uh, have like half-assed, half-baked ideas on them. Check out Sean's newsletter. By the the long shot. By the way, Brunson, you were mentioned in this week's newsletter. I you're know not gonna, I, you're not going to convince. You me. hit retweet on the tweet, but I know you didn't click on the actual article. But you are actually mentioned by name in, in the in the newsletter. Brunson, let, let me ask you this because you don't have to be nice to Sean anymore. Not that you ever were. How many times <laughs> have you read his newsletter? Uh, in what, like the three months it's been out? In its entirety or like? I mean, I can fact check this too. Yeah. I would say I probably opened it three times and read it in its entirety zero times. <laughs> Honestly, I would prefer for you just to unsubscribe because all I care about is my open rate and you're just killing it. Well, you know what happens is it goes to my, um, your promotions. The promotions or like the updates folder and you get like a horde of them in the morning. Like I, like I, I always read, the Sunday long read with Don Venata and I'll, I'll miss it a lot of times because it just comes in this huge batch of stuff. And Sean, I think too, that your problem is, don't you send it out at like 11 p 11 AM or something? No, the first one I sent out was in the middle of the day. And then the second one I did 7 AM Pacific, Ryan and Brinson yelled at me saying that was too late. And so immediately I switched it and I sent it out at 7 AM Eastern every single week since. And you've been getting a bunch more uh, engagement, right? No, I mean, it's pretty stagnant. There was like a, a, a big growth and then Matt Moore actually retweeted one of my early ones and that got like a lot of subscribers because he retweeted it. Well, and, Sean, let me ask and you. And then this. I have stagnated. I know that when you have a newsletter, the important part is when you hit that hundred mark, who's your hundredth subscriber? That was John Breach who would refuse to subscribe unless he was exactly number 100. And spent far too much time trying to figure out when you would be the hundredth subscriber. Okay, but uh, right, so anyway, subscribe to Sean's newsletter, or whatever. We're not here to talk about that. We are here to reminisce on Sean's. This is strictly a Sean-centric podcast. Although, of course, we will circle back to football-related matters. I think we've covered everything in the news. It's very, it's a very slow time in football. Um, Sean's departure caught us by surprise. I can't believe you were here for five and a half years. And by the way, as we're recording this, is Sean's wearing a brand new shirt, the band brand new. He's wearing a Brinson Sucks hat uh, made by our friend of the podcast, Louis Dawes. Uh, Not and, getting rid of this one. And he's drinking hard kombucha. Very on brand for me. At, uh, it's not even one o'clock your time as we're recording this. 
No, and I am notoriously anti-day drinking because I just end up getting tired, and I don't like that. Um, but I did it for you guys because I didn't want to be Mostly because I like to work out. Oh, no, I worked out this morning. Very on brand. I did, too. But, yes, I am drinking. Yeah, your ball is cardio, man. Why'd you get home at 3 o'clock if you work out in the morning? Well, I worked out in Sean's morning time. My Uh, So, were you really here five and a half years? Yes, my first article at CBS. By the way, I tried to go and count. It's somewhere around like 5,000. It's like, I mean. I mean that I've written like. Because for four years, four years, it was the four of us plus Dubin, like rotating like two or three per day. And so we were each chugging, like five was minimum per day, I remember. And so that was for like four years until uh, we got a bunch of new writers, thankfully, this past year. So it's somewhere around 5,000. My first NFL article was about Carson Palmer returning to the fields for the Cardinals in like mini camp um, because he had torn his ACL. And my first ever job at CBS was covering Mayweather Pacquiao, which puts it into perspective for a lot of people. I knew nothing about boxing. Thank you guys for uh, letting me think. Hey, it. you don't know anything about football either. You lasted that <laughs> for five uh, years, which is crazy because like, I think Ryan and I definitely wrote. We're here, and I don't know about breach, but uh, Ryan and I were definitely covering like, Carson Palmer threatening to retire at CBS. Yeah, right? uh, you guys are lucky I wasn't here for that. That would have been, uh, I, I wouldn't have made it this far. I would have retired with him. Uh, Sean, I, Dubin has it. I mean, Dubin, uh, Debo. Has it in here, Sean's real statement? Was that just you telling us? I think it's just that this is my final podcast, and if you're listening to this, I've already had my final day at CBS, and I am not leaving because of CBS or not leaving because of, like, going to have a different job in this industry. I am leaving because I am getting out of journalism, and I'm going to law school. And yes, you know, it's funny. So Sean let us in on this. We've known for about a week or two. And uh, once we found out, we were all guessing. He yeah. said, hey, guys, I need you to get on Skype. I've got some big news and big it's news. Like, it's, like, it's like when your dad calls. He's like, do you have time to talk? Or like, That's you know, literally what I did. You guys have yeah. a minute to chat today. You guys have a minute to get on the Skype. It's like, well, Sean's either – yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Breach. I mean, just... Yeah, yeah. No, this is like no, this is like you're in college and your girlfriend calls you up and she's yeah. like, hey, I've got some big news. We need to talk. And you're like, oh, man. It's either a breakup. She's pregnant. Or like, like, please let her be dumping me. Please let her be dumping me. <laughs> please don't be pregnant. So that's what was happening. So as soon as Sean sends us that text, uh, we cut him out of our text thread. It's now me, Wilson, and Brinson, and we're like, what the hell do you think is going on? What what could possibly – why would Sean need to talk to us out of the blue uh, for a random Skype conversation? So we're sending guesses to each other. I think Wilson's guess was that Sean was getting married. Or gotten engaged. Oh, wait, wait. Let me interrupt you real quick because Ryan texted me separately right away and he asked me if I, if I was arrested. <laughs> arrested? And I thanked him for having his mind go immediately there thinking it was something bad. Just a weird thing to say to someone. Can you guys talk real quick on Skype? He said, I got it right now. What are you up to? You didn't get arrested, did you? Oh, that's hilarious. And I said, I said thanks for immediately thinking of the word. who Sean's internet slash work dad is. He said, how often does a millennial want to get on a phone call? Which is valid. Yep. Uh, and then here were the guesses. I pulled up the text thread. Brinson said he is either engaged or leaving CBS. Wilson said he has to have a new job, right? I bet he's going to be the movie guy at some hipster website. <laughs> that, was, that was from Wilson. 
And my guess was that he was going to switch to soccer here because, you know, we're going all in on our soccer coverage. And I thought Sean had requested to get off football because he was tired of podcasting with Brinson. Uh, but that was not. And you know what? My other guess was that he had coronavirus. Yes. When I logged on to the Skype call last, you were mid talking about how I, I, how I could have Corona. I do like your guess the best though, Breach, the soccer thing. Um, I don't think I would have left for another company. Um, like I just don't think there would have been another place that would have. Well, yeah. In hindsight, we know you just wanted out of journalism. Okay. So, um, wait a second. He, right, would another, he would leave for another company. If Brand New called him to be their video writer, follower, blogger guy, he would take that job in a heartbeat. He'd take. I, I think he would leave for the guy. ringer too. That's like just hipster enough where Sean would go. It's like, uh, you know, like just working at the ringer. If I it. if I had though, it would only strictly be because I would be able to write about movies there, where it's like you can't do that at CBS. I would not be going. I, I, would, I would. I would. I would not leave CBS for the ring. I would have jamming Star Wars joke jokes into your the open your and Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones. Yes, and Game of Thrones and brand new. So I don't know. If it's entirely true. Uh, okay, I, I heard uh, that as soon as Sean's officially out, uh, an editor is going to go through and edit out all his Star Wars jokes. Sean, <laughs> let's uh, give me give us a grade for your time at CBS. Not how you did, but just your time at CBS. And we want an honest grade because you're gone. You're done. You're not coming back. I mean, it, the honest grade is probably a nine or a ten. Like, and that's not me. Not a grade, but that's okay. <laughs> and he cursed. I know. Well, and Debo. Well, I mean, now, yeah. Oh, well, it's great too because it's not extra work for Debo. Like, Princeton's probably gonna have to go do this since Debo's not on this. If call. history told you anything, with me saying things I shouldn't say accidentally. Well, was- here's the thing, Ryan. I'm. This is airing. I don't work at CBS anymore. Like, if the worst thing that happens is I say, like, <laughs> you know I mean, like, why does that matter? Um. The grade, I would give it an A. Like, I would really give it an A. Uh, if you would have told me when I was in college, incredibly passionate about this, and this was all I wanted to do. And at the time when I graduated, I was applying to, like, crappy newspapers, like, on the East Coast. You keep Coast. cussing, we'll just cut this podcast off. I said crappy. Crappy. Yeah. I literally yeah. just tried to avoid the S word by saying crappy to help you out. I mean, um, what hard kombuchas, like 5.5 five ABV? Like, what is no, it? No, it's, it's actually 6.9, I think. Um, what a anyways, crush. nice. Um, anyways, um, like, I, the day I got the job offer for CBS, I was about to accept a different offer to go cover high school sports in Pennsylvania. So, like, I was geared in to do, like... So you were going to go cover high school sports in Pennsylvania? If I didn't get the offer from CBS. Like, I told EK, like, look, I got this offer. So basically, CBS is the Jets and you're Christian Hackenberg. We draft you in the second round. (laughs) No, because Christian Hackenberg was highly touted. I don't think I was ever highly touted. Uh, But no, like that, that movie Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? You're, you're yeah, Sean, Sean, if Sean goes to cover high school sports in Pennsylvania, he's already graduated law school now. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> he's out. I, I probably last six nah. months. I probably last six months at most. Okay, there. So, I yeah. remember. Wait, wait, no. I remember. I talked to the guy that I was going to be replacing because he was getting promoted, or he was what? leaving to a bigger paper. And I asked him, like, "What is it like?" And he was just like, "It's a good experience." But he said, "Let me put it this way: I eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for every meal." Because he can't afford food because it was high school yes. pay. Yeah. What? Uh, where was it? And what? I don't remember the paper. It was somewhere near Harrisburg. You don't remember the paper? 
No, it's a small, small paper, paper, man. I literally graduated early, spent two months emailing every single newspaper like in the country. The only other job you were going to consider taking after. No, I almost. Oh well, I mean, Next Impulse Sports Uh, is Next Impulse Sports still going? I was it the was still it articles being published without a byline? I have no idea who's doing it. Um, was it what? Was it the Patriot News? No. It was just, it had a local, it was just the name of a local paper. It's like some town. Uh, but the point being, like, if you had told me then I would get a job at CBS, cover the NFL for five seasons, go to two Super Bowls, cover the Warriors for the second half of a season that they won an NBA championship and actually be there at Oracle, write about women's soccer and all this, like, I would have taken it in RP, even if you told me in five years I would want out. So, like, I don't know if there's much to complain about. This what, what was your favorite thing that you covered it was probably the nba finals just watch being able to like watch lebron and steph and kevin durant against each other uh and like oh dude covering- you, know what, you know what next impulse sports is doing <laughs> so i know this i know i know this because no, no no it's um all their stuff are like it's like athletes athletes who destroyed their careers due to gambling problems it's everything's about gambling what it is is they are being paid to put links because I've been getting a bunch of these emails about my Facebook page the people are like offering advertising they're being paid to drop links in there about for like SEO so like it's like the same year he splashed hundreds of thousands on poker nights and bookmakers and bookmakers is hyperlinked to bookmakers.bet so like they're somebody somebody's getting so the, the site shut down and somebody's just cranking out like gambling SEO articles in order to to make some like cheap ad revenue I'm, I'm going to miss Brinson interrupting me for stuff that nobody absolutely cares about. <laughs> uh, the favorite thing, I, the favorite thing I covered, Breach, to answer your question, NBA Finals. I, I think like covering the NBA is so much different than sitting in a closed press box. Like you are just sitting amongst the fans, and like the atmosphere at Oracle was incredible. The other thing, though, I would say would be the most recent Super Bowl because I knew at that time my time at CBS was coming to an end, whether it was that year or the next year. Um, it was. It was pretty cool to like be able to soak that up for one, knowing it was my last one. So since you knew you were done, is that why you turned in an eleven thousand dollar expense report, and you were getting the uh, fifty dollar uh, before we move locker? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I think it was important too to ask uh, Ryan. I'll start with you. Why don't you grade Sean's time at CBS? Um, in my mind, he is the Doug Peterson of CBS sports bloggers. So the ninth best. Ninth best. That's right. You're the ninth best. You don't have to rank him against the rest of us. I mean, like, and no, I'm kidding. I just want to make a joke about his uh, coaching list that got ultimately got him fired and forced him to go to law school. Uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed working with Sean. I thought Sean did a really good job. Um, you know, initially, Ryan looks like Steve Buscemi on that. Uh, the, the hello, fellow <laughs> kids, gift. Hello, fellow <laughs> high schoolers. <laughs> I have my hat on backwards for those of you who uh, can't see me. Um, no, I enjoyed working with Sean. I thought he did a really good job. And that, what I was going to say before Brinson made fun of my style is that initially when I joined, it was just three of us, me, Brinson, and Josh Katzwitz. So it was a – we worked 12-hour shifts seven days a week, uh, six days a week, three of us going on and off. So um, it was good to get more people, and it was good to get more people you like working with. So um, I'll be honest, I didn't want Sean to join the podcast because he talks too much, and we already have Brinson, but it, it's actually worked out. And I will say this, Breach is usually pretty neutral, even though he knows Brinson's probably right or wrong most of the time. But Sean actually will uh, join me in – pointing out Brenton's uh, multitude of shortcomings. 
Mm. Breach, what about you? Oh, well, that's going to create an odd dynamic now that Sean's gone. There's going to be no two two ties. There's going to be someone's always going to win and someone's always going to lose. I would give Sean an A. It was going to be an A minus, but then I remembered that he challenged Brinson to a race in Mm. Fort Lauderdale, and I found that video. It's posted in there. We need to show our friends on YouTube, baby. Uh, Yeah, we don't need to do that. Brinson talking trash that whole night in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in May 2016 that he could beat Sean in a 40-yard race. Sean was so smug because he just knew it wasn't possible. I mean, Sean is 10 years younger than Brinson. Brinson, if this was something people were gambling on, Sean's odds would have been like negative 800. But Brinson insisted the whole night that he could win. And then I think Reach, Sean, he he insisted so much that he actually convinced Sean at one point that no, just literally about the button saying Brinson was so confident that entire night that he psyched me out to the point where I was just like, oh my god, I actually might lose, and this is going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> yep, but, not the case uh, so, though. And then it took me about half a second of running and looking back at him and realizing <laughs> I have no idea what he was talking about. Um, wait, but and real quick, that night epitomized Sean. Uh, that he is somebody who's go with the flow and all about fun. And that was kind of, you could tell that in his writing style. Uh, you know, he's not just a bunch of Star Wars references. He's actually a really good writer. So it is sad that we are losing him. Uh, and, and you know, no one's going to be here to challenge Brinson to foot races anymore, which is also disappointing. But, uh, you know, I think people who are also want to get in the industry should take Sean's advice because look, he was willing to start at the bottom at a high school paper, but then, you know, landed covering a sport he wasn't familiar with just to get his foot in the door. And now, uh, like you said, he's covered two Super Bowls in an NBA Finals. So I would say that's a pretty solid five-year run. All right, I'm going to give you a C+. Plus. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I would give you a B plus because you beat me in a foot race. It would be an A-, minus, but the, the foot race thing. Uh, what's that? Are you still bitter? No, yeah. I don't care. I mean, I was annoyed by it. You I wish the video went. Just... Did you actually think you were going to win? Not in pants and barefoot in the streets of Fort Lauderdale. I was, you bring this up I, every time. I was in I, pants and barefoot as well. I considered a win that I didn't have like a, like a extra, like a spare heroin needle jammed into my foot there. Like I didn't step up the needle. Out while we were lining up to race, while you guys were lining up to race, two randos who were smoking cigarettes came walking up and raced and also beat Brinson. <laughs> it was so. Prisco, it was Prisco and EK. Prisco uh, and DLC. Prisco was chief and cigs and smoked me in a race. There was also a tortoise that beat Brenton. Yeah, I, I wasn't running fast. Anyway, um, yeah, no, Sean. I, you know, I remember Sean because I, I think it's just natural when you're when you like you're in this job and somebody new shows up. You're a little territorial, right? Like you don't you don't want to be like, oh, cool, like a new guy's here. Like, hey, like let's uh, let's hang out. Like, glad you're here. You're probably you know, you, typically speaking, with the, the new person, just you know, like they're they're grabbing stories, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you don't. Yeah, it's, nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants a new guy. Like when I was surprised that Pete Prisco was nice when I got there. So I think that we were probably all cautious when Sean joined. I know that I'm sure Ryan and I have, um, I don't know if we had him with Breach. I know Ryan and I have like a bunch of old conversations. We're like, I don't know about this guy. Uh, but, but Sean, uh, definitely endeared himself to us. We had conversations about Sean. Yeah. I'm sure there is. That's for instance saying when you're new, you're like over eager. You don't really understand the boundaries. I also wasn't on the blogging schedule, so I was, like, always, like, there yeah, with other right. people. So, like, in hindsight now, it's like I probably took – tried to take stories that you guys wanted. Oh, like, yeah. Because I have no idea how it works, and it's just, like, you're trying to work hard because your bosses are in that room. And you and also – in, in this job, you don't you don't start working and then get to know who you work with, right? Like, you don't – like, it, you need one of those – 
uh, late summer uh, summits down in Fort Lauderdale where everybody gets together, gets wasted, and you know, does a 40-yard dash. The first so, time I met you guys was at the Super Bowl. So we had been working together for close to a year yeah, at that exactly. point. Yeah, so. and, yeah. And actually, to change my question, Breach was like, what was your favorite part? It literally was probably the summits, not the actual, like, doing the actual work stuff in the office, but, like, the the dinners and the nights out drinking and also the Super Bowls and doing it, being able to do that. Like, that was always felt like the reward. See, Sean uh, loved dressers. <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I agree with you. And, like, I mean, I can see you like a really good friend now. Um, if I was – if I was – I got divorced and got re- I got remarried. Like I'd invite you to my wedding. Yeah. So in the th- I so thought you were going to say if you got divorced, Sean would be your attorney. Uh, I thought he was going to say he wanted to marry me. So <laughs> I, I thought you were. It all like happened. Your- I, um, I am looking for a wealthier second wife. So that. that might- <laughs> well, give me um, ten years then. Um, yeah, up the, the, no, the thing the- I was going to say about me leaving the industry and like what I'll miss, it's not the actual job itself. I will miss the podcast. Um, I will not miss writing about sports and, but the thing I'll miss the most are, are the people. And that's primarily you guys, uh, because we have worked together now for five and a half years. That's crazy. That's a long time. I mean, it's when I was talking to EK, Especially I was like, in this industry. Yeah. When I was talking to EK. Yeah. I mean, I have friends who graduated with me who are in journalism, not in sports journalism, but just in journalism. And like, they're on their like sixth like job at this point, uh, with like layoffs and all this. So I've been incredibly fortunate that I've, been able to stay at this place for as long as I have and that you guys have all stayed at this place during that time span. Um, and that's the only thing to be honest that I'll miss is having those daily conversations um, and being able to see you guys. Uh, but besides that, like I today, it's bittersweet because of that. But besides that, I'm very excited to move well, on. Sean, let me ask you this because you said <laughs> you're not, get the bleep out. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to miss the writing at all. And I think people who are listening and, and people always think, Oh, you know, that's such a cool job. You guys have such a cool job. And it does seem like you got kind of burnt out towards the end. Would you tell someone who's trying to get into sports journalism? Would you be like, here's what you need to do? Or do you, you tell that Breach hasn't read the rundown? Cause that question is literally in the rundown. Is it? There's a mailbag question from Facebook that's literally in the rundown. I, how many? Times? I think. That, well, the, the no, no, don't no, answer. No, no, no the, the, that question was how you got into sports journalism. Yours is different. No, I mean, if you want to do it, try to do it. Like, I'm not. I don't regret that I spent five and a half years doing this. Like, I think it lived up to expectations at a to a certain expectations. Extent. <laughs> expectations. The 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 thing I would say is like you don't know if you're going to get burned out and if you truly love it until you actually do it. And I did it for long enough that I was able to figure that out. I also think there's something too, and this, I think this applies to like any job, but you know, if you're at one place and you do the same thing for a long period of time, like five years just writing. And for you too, I think when you got into, when you got into the media at CBS, um, it's pretty, it's been pretty stagnant for five years. You know what I mean? Like, like just in terms of like what you've been covering, like, for, like we have seen the other day when we were on the, we we're on that Skype call for Ryan and I and, and Breach too. Like there's been different, like you can really segment the stretches that we've been at CBS. Like the first three years, there wasn't anybody, there was, there was like no mainstream media blocking. So we were sort of at the forefront and, and like everything was changed. And, and so that part made it easier. And then we shifted to podcasting. So I mean, there's been video. It's, but I mean, I, it's easy to get burned out. I mean, you're just banging out blog posts all day. It's brutal. Yeah. And the podcast actually extended my time here, I think, because that was like the breath of fresh air that I needed when I was starting to get extremely burned out. And that's probably why I stuck around for the last two years is because I actually enjoyed the podcast. 
um, and being able, it was just a much more easier way to actually like build a relationship with like listeners as opposed to like people read blogs. Like they're not looking at the byline. Like we in media look at bylines, but like for the most part, people just want the news and they're not looking at actually who wrote the article. So you said this was your dream job coming out of Cal. So uh, three years of law school, five and a half years after that, eight and a half years from now, what job are you going to switch to then after you're burned out on law? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know. I don't know what I want to do with law. The thing I was going to add, and I forgot that reminded me, um, like I still love writing, and I don't think that will ever change. Like I think I will still write in some form, whether it's about movies on my newsletter or whether it's like years from now, like trying to like once in a while just write sports articles freelance when I feel like I'm in the mood to actually do so. Um, it was like, I lost my passion for writing about sports and that's so like, I think if I think, I think the three, the, three people, not the right time for that, the three people out there who like me as a writer, um, I would say that like, there will be things that I still write. Um, for example, the newsletter for the last four years, three years, I've been writing a fiction book that uh, I'm hoping part of the reason I'm taking a month off for school is that I can spend more time trying to polish that up. So, like, there will be things that I still write. And, like, I'm not going to stop being a writer. Science um, fiction? I, yes. I knew it. Too easy. What's the book called? The Game of Thrones. My Words s- Are Weapons? No. Were <laughs> <laughs> you trying to paraphrase, paraphrase that Tyrion quote? I don't know. I'm just trying to get your book information. Words Are Weapons. Know. It'll be a brand new match is. made in space. A Sean McFly <laughs> Wagner McGuff. <laughs> Sean Wagner McFly. There it is. That's what the main character's name is. Sean Wagner McFly? Yeah. Like no, it. it's not. Uh, okay, we're gonna, uh, you know what, we'll take a break now. I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna do the thing that Diva wouldn't expect and take the break now. When we come back, we will talk about some of Sean's favorite, tw- Sean's worst tweets, favorite <laughs> topics, and we will answer, uh, Facebook slash mailbag questions about Sean. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so, by the way, Breach has pulled up Sean's first tweet to me. And Sean notes that I didn't reply. It embodies Sean's Twitter habits, that very first tweet to you. And for what it's worth, Brenton waited, I want to say. I definitely wasn't following you. Like like a year, I want to say, it took you. Maybe when we met in person at the Super Bowl, I think, is when you started following. I feel like maybe earlier than that. I don't like to immediately follow people. And I feel bad about this because, like, I've worked, like, with people and like, they didn't, they didn't follow me? Like, what's going on? What did they do? But, like, I'm over it now. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. But I don't want to, like, I didn't want to immediately follow you and then you quit and, like, go to back to next impulse. Or you or you hate me. And, yeah. like, you're just right. like, why? No, no, I get it. And also at the time, you have to remember, I was, like, unverified with probably, like, 400 followers, you know? Like, there was no reason to follow me. Yeah. Um, that's a little degree. Ryan and Breach did follow me right away, though, I remember, uh, on my first day. You're welcome. 
That's 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 what kind of people we are. It says yeah. about our character. That was actually a foreshadowing for the people who would be nice to me over five years more than others. <laughs> eh, whatever. Shout at you. So, uh, some of your favorite tweets and topics. I don't. Even, so Debo actually went through and found went through and like searched your you on Twitter. Um, so we'll talk about the Bears and Jay Cutler. You have a obscene amount of Jay Cutler tweets. Should I read these in my voice? Yes. November 17th, 2014. Just made my creative writing class talk about Jay Cutler for 45 minutes. And I did that because we it's had to write... You only had 400 followers at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, and they were all like people who liked the Cal football team because I covered that for the student newspaper. No, we actually had to write two essays in that creative writing class and I didn't know what to write for mine because I'm a boring person with nothing interesting to write about myself. So I wrote a thing about why I love Jay Cutler. It was called I Love Jay Cutler. So as a student at Cal... That was Cal- the title? Uh, no, no, sorry. The, the title was A Love Blitz for Number Six. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I Love Jay Cutler would have been better. As a student at Cal, you, you could have written about Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Deshaun Breach. Jackson. Jim Breach. Jim Breach. <laughs> and you went with Jay Cutler? Then you wrote – wait, wait, say it again. Say the t- name of the title again. Love, Love Blitz for Number Six. Yeah, I'm cutting that one and making it a sound drop. <laughs> um, and then uh, what's your next tweet on Jay Cutler? Wait a second. I can't just gloss over this. Why would the 20 kids in that writing, creative writing class, fictional writing class, I would imagine, right? Why would they? No, it's, it's non, it's essay writing, nonfiction essay did, writing. Well, did you get an F in the class? I, got, I actually got an A, even though I barely talked. It was my friend Michael Rosen got really mad at me because we talked equal amount and he got an A minus and I got an A somehow. What? Well, oh, you're right. We, you're right, Ryan. Good catch. What was the plot of a love blitz for number six? Because it was literally, I wrote a like however long it needed to be, probably like three pages about why I love Jay Cutler. That's no, we like, heard the title. What's the point? What was in the actual? What'd you write? It was the plot. I don't have. I wrote this in 2014. You think I like a still have it? I should think Cutler. I might have it somewhere. Don't talk about Jay Cutler today. Yes. Okay. Anyone can go read my article on Jay Cutler when the Bears cut him, and that, those are all the reasons why I love Jay Cutler. Give us one. No, but you, it's a creative writing class. That means it's a creative, a fictional story. So no, 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 no. It's not, the creative writing class that was nonfiction oh, essay non-fiction. writing. Okay. Nonfiction essay. So you wrote a, I didn't write like a fanfic about him. I wrote like, I literally wrote like that's a poem. I was, I was like, is, oh my God, did you write a Jay Cutler romance novel? Jay like, Cutler won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he no. married me. Yeah. No, and Kristen and Jay adopted Jay swept me. Sean off his feet. By the way, that, that carried into the bedroom. Okay, we'll read the next tweet because that actually follows yeah. what you just said. October eleventh, two thousand fifteen. I'm yours, Jay Cutler. I can't envision a situation where I would ever tweet. Who did that the Bears topic. play on that game? I guess that's the. How do you not know? October eleventh, two thousand fifteen. I'm pulling. Did it, it every right Sunday? Now. I mean, I imagine. Sean, through a I always quarter. thought your love affair was like not actual love, but I, I was incorrect. What They're playing the Chiefs and they won. Oh, that, I mean, that was a great game. The Bears were down, I think, like seventeen to three with like six minutes left against Alex Smith and Andy Reid, Jamal Charles, and and they pulled out two touchdowns. Jay Cutler threw two touchdowns, like in the final three minutes of the game, and they won. Was this? Was that the year? I'm not was, ashamed. Was, it, was that the year <laughs> that he was replaced by Josh McCown, who ended up being better than Cutler? No, that was 2013. This is when they were bad with John Fox. Oh, they won eighteen to seventeen. And uh, Jay Cutler, oh, yeah, Matt you Forte. can see why you're in love with him. He completed 26 of 45 passes. Wow. For two touchdowns. Just win, baby. Two fumbles. 
Well, no, well, one of the fumbles was literally on the touchdown pass. No one cares. Oh my god. Next okay, just one fumble lost. Okay. I'll show you guys the touchdown. Next week. I should probably should have closed it. Oh, it's October sixteenth, two thousand fifteen. I am in Chicago. Where does Jay Cutler hang out? I don't think I got many responses. Wait, so you were so thrilled with that win on October eleventh that you flew to Chicago to stalk Jay Cutler? Because this is five days later. Yes. Is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. No, my sister was coaching at Notre Dame, and that was literally when I la- I took a red eye, and I literally just landed in Chicago, and I was waiting for the bus to take me to the South Bend. Mm. I didn't actually spend any time in Chicago, unfortunately, that that time. Okay. Did Jay Cutler or anyone respond to you to let you know where he hangs out? No. And if you guys still know where Jay Cutler hangs out, besides his house, wherever he lives, you can still tweet at me. Yeah, well, Sean, he Breach, lives in Nashville. Because Breach needs to fulfill Breach, his end of the still know that best. Time out. I'm going to get you the Jay Cutler autograph, and I would have gotten it sooner. I was going to get it last week, uh, but I wasn't going to risk my life. We all know what Cutler's been dealing with. He's got that murderous raccoon at his house. I'm not dealing with that thing's killing chickens. <laughs> it was actually Breach killing Jay Cutler's chickens. <laughs> to get Sean's <laughs> autograph. I wanted Jay to sign it in chicken blood. Uh, but eventually, I will get it for you, Sean, and I will mail it to you. And you will love it as much as you love Cutler. Mm. Um, do we want to talk about the the Bears this year? I don't really want to talk about the Bears. No, I don't want to talk about the Bears. Terrible. Let's yeah, move. I don't. Uh, that depresses me. Well, that's this what Debo's rundown was supposed to do. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes. This one is terrible. This is Sean's tweet from October second, two thousand eighteen. I'll be honest. Patrick Mahomes is the exact thing I thought Jake Cutler would be. Uh, by the way, by the way, I was wrong. It's better if you read it in that voice than me actually. Stop it. it. What are you talking about? Mahomes is exact. Like you thought Jay Cutler would be Patrick Mahomes? Yes. In what world was that going to happen? No world. No in world. My, in my love blitz for number six. But why would you, Jay Cutler, this is, this is so stupid. It's the strong arm. Like, okay, when Mahomes came out. is what you thought Jay Cutler would be. Don't tell me what I thought. I mean, you can <laughs> criticize what I thought, but well, no wonder you're leaving the industry if you thought Jay Cutler would be Patrick Mahomes. Well, let I, me just one time. Sean put Jay Cutler on the Bears Mount Rushmore. One time, this was like two months ago or a month ago. <laughs> Breach. That is why he's leaving. He didn't get fired because of Doug Peterson. He got fired for putting Jay Cutler on the team's franchise five. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, here's a great tweet from August seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, you'll recall. In the 2018 season, Patrick Mahomes would go on to throw for 5,000 passing yards, 50 passing touchdowns, shatter all expectations. And like, only like win, 10 interceptions or something? Win, win the NFL, win the league's MVP. And here's what Sean had to say previewing Patrick Mahomes' season. I love Patrick Mahomes as a prospect. I think he's going to be great. Dun, I also dun, think dun. he lead the league in interceptions this year. Womp, womp, womp. Actually, you know what? Tom, Star Wars is not. Oh, what happened there? Oh, I got rid of it? Uh, I'm not going to miss this. <laughs> the best part is the first one you hit was about Star Wars. And I, I know. I saved it before you and I blew it. I, I labeled it wrong. Uh, yeah, that was a bad take. Um, if you go through my Twitter feed, you will find lots of bad football takes that have not aged well, I'm sure. Um, I also, by the way, just for, for the record, I criticized the Chiefs. I criticized Houston I mean, and also Chicago. For all of those trades up to get the quarterbacks. So two of those have not aged well. I thought all of them gave up too much. In, That's in why you get fired. 
No, it's because I ranked Doug Peterson ninth out of 32 on a coaching list, Ryan. That's right. I can't reiterate this enough. Here's uh, some tweet, tweet for tweet. Sean is one of the worst tweeters on the planet. That's yeah. That's that's a great call. <laughs> go to the next. Go to the first Star Wars tweet as an example. All right, here, this is. Uh, I don't even know what like this re- is referring to. Is the thing, and I wish April fourteenth, two thousand twelve, Star Wars night. <laughs> Clearly tweeted while he was naked and staring in the mirror. One twenty-seven in the morning. Oh. In college, a hundred percent was drunk. Um. So your first thought was, let me go to Twitter and write these three words that no one. Hey, hold on, hold on. Is that- Star Wars is not that nerdy. No, Star Wars is not that nerdy. <laughs> it's not. Everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen it. Everyone. <laughs> That's from Parks and Rec, as uh, Leslie Nope is mocking her husband Ben Ben Wyatt because uh, uh, he's a Star Wars dork, just like Sean. And then uh, I'll let you read this next one. March 11th, 2017, which everyone remembers as the spring of Sean seeing Rogue One every single weekend. That was honestly one of the worst stretches of your Twitter, and that's it. <laughs> God damn it. The movie theater literally across the street just got Rogue One, and I have two free movie passes. Swore I was done. This is true, because I used to live across the street from the New Parkway in Oakland. If they ever reopen after Corona, people who live in the Bay Area should go there. Um, it's a really cool, like, small theater, and they only show movies, like, months after they were, like, in real theaters, um, because they're a very small independent theater. And I had seen Rogue One, like, eight times, as everyone remembers, and I thought I was done seeing it in theaters, because it left, and then the new Parkway got it, and we had won trivia there a few times, and if you win trivia, you get free movie passes, so. At what point did you get to a number where you're like, I'm probably not gonna be able to ever admit this in public, <laughs> that I saw it this many times? Was it six? Well, the thing is, Breach, is I've lost count, so. So it might be more than eight. I saw it in theaters 12 times. Like, I don't know how many times I've watched it at home. 12 times. Man. And this was before you, you do I was paying out of pocket for this. So I was, you paid uh, nearly $100. I bet, was it $5 movies in Oakland? No, it was probably over $100. You are aware of how terrible a person this makes you, right? Over $100, and he literally spent one full day watching the same thing over and over and over again. I'm not ashamed. Like, the thing is, Ryan, like, the next tweet, Ryan thinks it's, like, embarrassing. I should delete it. Oh, no. I stand, that, like, that is, I stand by that. That's oh, just me. Right. And you know, you know who Sean uh, hated more and, than and Jar Jar Binks? But who I hated? Yeah. Who? BB6. BB8. Aha! Sean's tweet from 2015. I'm excited for the new Star Wars movie, but this soccer ball droid Ooh. is going to be the absolute worst. Has uh, not aged well. BB-8 was a key character, Sean. I would agree. you like to apologize to BB-8 publicly? For I that would one? like. I would like to apologize. BB. I, I actually think I amended that take three years later by saying BB-8 better than uh, R2D2. Would you but, like to apologize uh, to Patrick oh, I mean, Mahomes for the Jay Cutler take? No, I, I think I think I've uh, done enough to make up for that. Okay. Uh, here's some tweets of, from Sean about his favorite band, Brand New. This one's pathetic. Oh, this is one of the best days of my life. August 17, 2017. Almost crying in a cafe because I'm listening to a new, brand new album on a crappy Facebook live stream, but still, for the first time since 2008. Get literally, literally a top five day of my life. 
Can that, you imagine being at the counter ordering your coffee and you look over and see some dumbass? Oh, they love 11, me at Sweet Bar. I was a regular. 11 a.m. on a Tuesday crying as he looks at his laptop. And you're like, oh, my God, what is going on with that guy? Did your dog die? Did you have a family emergency? No, I'm listening to this amazing song from Brand New. <laughs> the best thing is, as I said, it was like on a Facebook live stream. So someone was like recording the CD being played on their speaker. So it was the worst quality uh, that you could possibly imagine. And you said this is a top five day in your life. Didn't you say you saw Rogue One 12 times? So by just that nature, this couldn't rank any higher than top 12? No, this this brand new greater than Rogue One. Come on. Whoa. Well, I'm just yeah, trying to get... Brenton, you Wait. can set yourself something of a musicophile. Absolutely. Word. When's the last time you came close to crying listening to music? Sober or otherwise? It doesn't matter. Uh, I was sober. Uh, this was in the morning. You were... Uh, probably involving like Van Van Morrison and like a very like young... what if I don't know much about Fish? Do they still release studio albums? Yeah, they dropped one like three weeks ago. Okay, like what if Fish for like ten years hadn't done a single like interview and like had they broke up? Talked, they broke up for had, six years, had, and then they came back and released yeah. an album oh, without awesome. an, without announcement, just like dropped it randomly. I mean, that, they are you crying over that? No, I'm crying over that. Not not for fish, but Reach, are you crying if Britney Spears brings you up on stage? <laughs> oh, tears everywhere, man. Okay. Hey, oh, Paramore once brought me up on stage through a song. Did not cry. Missed an opportunity. Yeah, I'm not here for the brand new crying. All right, so here's um here's Sean from October sixth, two thousand thirteen. At three forty nine AM. 3.49 a.m. Failed to at do at 12.49 a.m. Pacific time. I think uh, Debo took these good screen point. grabs, so they're Eastern time. Good yeah. point. Failed to do any homework, but went through Brand New's entire discography. Not an entirely wasteful night. No. So this story is going to horrify you guys. It's not about this, but it's related. Uh-huh. In August, drove to Vegas from Oakland with with friends, had the entire car full. Um, it, we drove pretty late, so it's the middle of the night, and at a certain point, when we had like five hours left in the drive, it's like a nine hour drive. I went through brand new's entire discography, much to their displeasure. Did anyone jump out of the car? Well, yeah, no, I would open up a door and just like splay my body onto the hot Vegas, like hot, like Nevada pavement, hoping that my skull would rupture and I'd never have to hear brand new again. One of my friends is a brand new fan, so he, or not, not like me, but he was fine with it. One of my friends is such a troll. You probably get sung. He's been in your guys' mentions before. He's such a troll, whether to me or anyone, that he was encouraging me to do it because he knew it was going to piss off Michael and Zach so much. And Michael and Zach are reasonable, competent human beings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, one more, and then we'll be done uh, with this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, this is from <laughs> April 2nd, 2016. BRB, gonna go listen to brand new and be emo after that game. And we determine what game was that again? I don't know. Uh, oh, we said it might be the NCAA game. tournament from 2016. Hmm. But that wasn't the final. I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. Well. Yeah, April 2nd, UNC beat Syracuse and Villanova beat Oklahoma. The Mariners won that day, so it wasn't the Mariners. Maybe it was happy emo. So you had Villanova and UNC as a... That's my final pick, but I had UNC beating Villanova, and then I lost a bunch of money because of that. I was um, I lost a bunch of money on UNC as well because my buddy Nathan and I were down in... Um, did I tell the story? We're down in... Uh, tell the story. 
We're down, I didn't know if I told it. I want to repeat it. We're down at uh, Augusta at the uh, Masters practice round. And we went to the practice round on Monday. We're like, all right, we got to find somewhere to watch Carolina versus Villanova. And we go and find this bar in downtown Augusta. And we both had a bunch of money on UNC. Cause like the, cause if UNC wins the title, you want to be able to at least like recoup some cash as a, you know, a hedge. And like, uh, Chris Brown hits that shot and we just go bananas in this bar. The guys come over, are you guys Nova fans? We're like, no, NC State fans. It's, it's the whole thing. And uh, they're like, what the hell is the matter with these people? I mean, yeah. That was a, that was a rough moment for me losing all that money. Um, I wonder what else it could have been. It has to be the final four games. Who knows? He's listening to brand new and crying. It could have been. Anything. I probably, I could, have, I could have been playing FIFA with my friend for all I know. Oh yeah, true. I mean, your tweets are so terrible. They could be anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no telling what, what you're tweeting about. Okay. So, uh, now on to the Sean mailbag. Uh, Debo, look, you know, it's sad that Sean gave like a, a talk about missing everybody and he didn't mention Debo. Hmm. Well, because Debo chose a wedding over my final day, and I'm still mad about that. Now, I love Debo because, look, we remember this podcast before we had Debo. Um, Like, I'm just speaking strictly on a professional level. The podcast before Debo here was not professional. How it would work, because it was a daily (laughs) podcast and Brinson knew he had to get one out every single day, is whoever was writing in the PM, we used to have AM and PM shifts, Brinson would just log on to Slack and be like, hey, do you want a podcast in an hour? And I would say yes, because that would get me out of blogging um, for roughly an hour. But there was no rundown. It was just like, what did we talk about? He's like, oh, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and that's how it used to go. And if you were listening to, like, even the HQ show that we did during free agency, at the beginning, Brenton was in charge of the rundown. And Ryan and I used to text individually, like, when are we going to get the rundown? What's your overrunner? We'd get it, like, five minutes before the show went on. So Debo, and I'm not just saying this to suck up to Debo, Debo literally changed the podcast more than anyone, I think. I, and in a twist of irony, Debo now hates you for ranking Doug Peterson yep. uh, under Sean McVay. But Debo's too nice to actually say anything about it. Which he's is thinking nice it, though. That's, too nice I'm, to say something to us about it. Yeah, he said something when you weren't on. That's a very poignant uh, tribute to Debo, and I don't, I don't even disagree with it. Like, I'm I actually mean, surprised that Sean didn't cry when he said it. I know. <laughs> well, you know, you talk, about, you talk about, like, grinding through and, like, you know, being just kind of, like – I mean, this is the third year now that we've done this daily podcast. It started in April of, I think, 2017. And like the, the first year, it was like all, it was very exciting and new and different and all that. You know, by the second year when you're doing this, it's like you're grinding on this daily show and it, you'd be like, Oh my God, I don't want to do a daily podcast. Like I don't have any more ideas. And so you just find whoever was on that night and be like, hey, can we talk about football for 30 minutes? And so, of course, like, Debo makes it better because he, you know, he plans stuff out and we collaborate and, and, uh, and it's a, it's a very, it's a very nice, uh, work style marriage, I think. We collaborate and listen. Oh, I was thinking exactly that. By the way, Vanilla, Vanilla Ice is going to have a concert somewhere. I think you're, um, you're allowed to go listen to it. Ice called it off, man. He called oh, it off. Oh, wear your mask, people. He was going to have the only concert in Texas, but then uh, if Vanilla Ice is calling things off, you know it's time to put a mask on. So, mailbag time for Sean. Victor Garcia. Oh, 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 this is why I said this about Debo, is that Debo stealthily, because Sean had told us, but he did, you know, he was waiting for his big announcement on Friday, because Sean has to make a big deal out of it. Can't just, you know, go about his business. Um, yeah, can't be humble and just do your work and just keep your head down and grind and step away. 
has to make a huge deal out of it. How ooh, over under uh, likes on Sean's? Uh, <laughs> this is a depressing. Well, we'll see. Like if if you get like a lock and four a retweet, that's true. I mean, well, that, I mean, and that's the thing. What I've realized in the five years of working in this industry, for me, whether or not my tweet actually like does well is dependent on like four people who follow me and if they retweet me. Brinson, fucking four is number one. Yeah. Brinson's somewhere in the middle. Matt Moore is really also has a lot of reach if he retweets it, and that's like it. Uh, let me ask this because Brinson asked asked for the over under. Brinson, are you promising to retweet the tweet? Because that matters where I, we I put the over under. The uh, Brinson ball for Sean. Uh, then I put the over under at 100 likes. Ooh, I think it's higher than that. I was going to say two. What? You're like, I, I, well, I'm glad you guys are that confident. I was going to say like 20. 20 <laughs> likes? I mean, <laughs> look, how many people actually like are genuinely going to miss me? It, it's uh, listen, I wasn't paying attention. I mean, then 20 is the over under. Sure. Like that's, you have I'm, just, I'm just saying like, I'm very much aware of like, you know, I understand my standing in, in the industry. I'm not delusional you have, here you have 3300 tweets i mean 3300 followers like surely uh, i thought you were gonna say 3300 tweets and make fun of me for that i was like how you have 42,000 tweets which is actually low that's exactly what it was you have 120 i think thousand 120,000 tweets <laughs> how many do i have you had to guess I would guess like 5,000 more uh i'll say if you want to say how many, how many you have that are like personal tweets that aren't like CBS work related, it's probably less than like 200. Way less, yeah. I have yeah. 8,127 tweets. Like you're just tweeting your articles or like your HQ clips. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So there's a long, okay. Anyway, back to, uh, anyway, Debo, Debo managed to stealthily. Uh, put together like a mailbag on Facebook. He didn't want to spoil the news for everybody. He's like, hey, like we're going to ask some questions about Sean and people. So people ask questions. Uh, Victor Garcia asks, his top five restaurants in Chicago? Chicago born and raised here, and one of his picks is he's from Chicago, if I remember correctly. So not from Chicago. I am from Seattle. Um, that said, Chicago, I've been there twice I would say. Um, uh, are you counting the time where you landed and tweeted no, Jay Cutler no, and no. want to know where he was hanging out? No, I'm, I'm talking about like having actually spent at least one night there. It's been twice because I had a buddy who used to go to Northwestern Law when my sister at Notre Dame, so I would always package the two trips into one. Um, I don't have a top five restaurants because, to be honest, I was mostly very drunk in Chicago. You and five restaurants in Chicago. No, but <laughs> but – Upon seeing this question in the rundown, I did text my two friends, one who still lives in Chicago, one who used to, about a taco place that we found at like 2 in the morning that was like open all night. That ended up being pretty good. I got a couple chicken tacos, and I got a frozen margarita. And my friend spent his morning at work trying to find this instead of working. Thank you to Ian. Um, It's called Velvet Taco. That is the only Chicago restaurant I have a very deep memory of because it was two in the morning and I was hungry and I got a couple tacos. Tacos were not as good as they were in the Bay Area, but you can't complain when you get tacos at two in the morning. I think uh, AK and I are going to go to Chicago uh, for our 10th wedding anniversary. I was going to say Chicago is my favorite American city that I've been to though. Mine too. I really, really love Chicago. I have, I've been there uh, oddly a bunch of times, but when we first started dating, um, I was working with this travel website first started dating the second time. And, um, they, somebody flew me to Chicago to do a review of the Sears Tower, the new observation <laughs> deck. Someone 
paid you to go to Chicago to write a review of the Sears Tower observation. Is this review online? I want to read the Will Brinson review. Ah, uh, the, the website's Tower. down. No, it was just it was just a story about the the the. Because you, you know what I'm talking about, like the the there's a YouTube of it, and like I'm like freaking out, and AK was filming it, but we flew, uh, we flew, you know, bought her a ticket, flew to Chicago, and we just had a really good time. We actually hung out with uh, Tom Fernelli. Oh, okay. Got, uh, got beers, went to a Cubs game, and uh, went out to eat, and uh, and so we're we're like, you know what, maybe because we just don't know if we can travel. We don't know what the deal with international travel is going to be a year from now. Like, when's we'll your tenth wedding anniversary? June eleventh. 2021. Oh boy, that's that's rough. How do you know you guys will still be together? <laughs> I mean, it's a fair question considering earlier in this podcast, Brinson literally just oh, said wife, right? <laughs> he's looking for a richer wife. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but um, <laughs> but, I, but well, I was just curious if you guys you think it's a good trip. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Chicago. Yeah, who gets stuck with uh, with Robbie? How does that work? Ah, uh, one of my my in laws, my mom will take him. Oh, By the way, you guys will never guess. The last time I went to Chicago, the second time, why I went to Chicago. See, brand new. Duh. Yep. Next yep. You'll never guess. That's exactly right. And you um, speaking of Robbie, God, I just got a, a text from Wake County Public School System. Oh, boy. Start canceled for the next three years. Start the school year using a blend of in-person instruction and online instruction. That sounds like my college career. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what does Ryan O'Neill have for Sean? Ryan O'Neill asked Sean, would he rather – by the way, good job uh, listing one restaurant in uh, Chicago, Sean. Uh, Ryan O'Neill asked, would he rather, A, never see the Bears win another Super Bowl, or B, have Patrick Mahomes never win another Super Bowl? I mean, this is easy. It's B. I mean, does this mean the Bears – I would rather never see Mahomes win another Super Bowl than never see the Bears win a Super Bowl. Like, if he I tricked go, you. It doesn't say the Bears are going to win a Super Bowl. Yes, but, never wins but, but, there's a, but there's a chance for it. I don't want to give myself a 0% chance. I, I like this 1% chance that I have. Uh, here's here's the thing I would say is that it, it's I guess it's different since you're getting out of sports media. But, like, you're fawning over Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes only wins one Super Bowl, he's going to be in Aaron Rodgers' territory. Ooh. Shall okay. Retirement okay. Group. On in the year 2035, when Mahomes retires with one Super Bowl, whatever social media platform we're on that has replaced Twitter, everyone can tweet at me, um, and everyone I will reply. Different social media. Okay. Well, everyone. I, my point everyone being, can, everyone can blur at you. My point being, I I have been free to make outlandish takes like Doug Peterson at number nine, and if Eagles fans after week two with the Eagles beat. The Rams are going to tweet at me. I'm going to not care whatsoever because I will be studying for like my contracts clause. Oh, right. bragging. Um, real quick though, Ryan O'Neill did ask another question because I saw the Facebook thread and Debo probably deleted it because he knew I'd probably talk way too long. Sorry, Ryan. Um, who's my second favorite band? And if the answer is Honest Mouse, moving on. If yeah. The answer is currently, uh, like as in who is coming out with an album next that I'd be most excited to hear. Don't talk too long. It would be Julian Baker. Yes, Princeton, I know. It's my last podcast, and I'm just going to do it. Um, <laughs> if you're asking for, like, all time, though, it'd either be Death Cab or Modest Mouse or Brad. No Hayes. one's asking, but thank you. Ryan O'Neill asked. Don't be rude to Ryan O'Neill. Thanks, Ron- Ryan. Mac Those, crickets? <laughs> Those are crickets. <laughs> oh, Sean got cricketed. The best part is, too, guys, everyone who's listening to this, I am being replaced by a sound machine. Like they're not going to replace me. They are literally. It's Brinson's right finger that is going to. Especially my left finger. Left hand. That, that sounded a little. Oh, oh! 
I just pulled I just pulled the Brenton too, the you know, the arrow going the wrong way, not doing the like reverse camera thing. So the guy who hates Sean to the point that he can now subscribe to the podcast and hates Dickie B, this is the worst episode ever. <laughs> uh Mac Martin asks, which would you rather, which would Sean rather have? Mitch Trubisky, this is a good question. Mitch Trubisky wins MVP and earns a Super Bowl berth in 2020, but he will play the duration of his ensuing six-year, $40 million per year extension as well as he did in 2019, or have Josh Allen win multiple Super Bowls and MVPs and average 350-plus yards and three touchdowns through the air on his way to a Hall of Fame career. So when I read this question, I interpret Super Bowl berth. Does it mean, does it mean he's that for sure going to lose? It means yeah. that there's it, it's up in the air. Like, he might win or he might lose that game, correct? Sure. So I would take this first scenario because I would – look, if you're telling me there's a fifty, roughly 50% chance – Would you still take it if you knew you were going to lose the Super Bowl? No, because, like, I'm – I'm 50% because you're going to be playing Patrick Mahomes. That, that, literally, I was just thinking that, too. That's going to be the worst part when it's Mahomes who's tearing my heart out. No, if I knew they were going to lose, I would not take that scenario whatsoever because – I can't. I'm the kind of person who can't really enjoy things if I know that like it ends terribly. So like I would not be able to join their, be able to enjoy their NFC championship. Well, if they're playing the Ravens or they're playing the Chiefs, there's a there's a ten to fifteen percent chance they win. So it's not zero. I would take it. No, I would take that. I think the experience of having a chance to actually win the Super Bowl is something that um, I would take. Because the next six years is going to be all Patrick, uh, all Mr. Trubisky, and there's. Almost and they're going to be terrible. They're going to be the the thing is that they're going to be, they're not going to be good in the six years that they're paying. Well, for my point is that even if they drafted whoever Trevor Lawrence, whoever that quarterback is, over those next six years, they're probably still not going to the Super Bowl. So yeah. I would take it ten to fifty. Yeah, I, I agree. I give myself a shot to win that game. Milton Sousa asks, oh God, why? Favorite and least favorite brand new song. Luckily, Brenton was it's it's an easy answer for me, so it won't take long. Least there favorite, is no least favorite. No, nah, least favorite is pretty much all most of their songs on their first album, which is very pop punky when they were like eighteen. Just I don't really connect with. Um, it's secondary, uh, which is somewhere near the end of their first album. And my favorite song is probably Degasser, uh, which I always say is the quintessential brand new song. If I were to show one person. Um, to try to describe what their sound is like, but I could also make an argument for Limousine, which I think is their best written song. Okay. I agree with that 100%. That was the most concise answer Sean has ever given in his five and a half years. In, in this Sports. essay, I will. No, that was it. Sean, uh, it's like we had, we had rated out which, which, uh, which mailbag question will Sean spend the least amount of time on, and that one was plus 40 billion <laughs> to be the shortest answer from Sean. Dylan Hager, I'm a considerate. Okay, go ahead. Go to Taco Bell order. So I haven't been to Taco Bell. Well, we don't eat Taco Bell. Only our no, 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 no. Seriously, I haven't been to Taco Bell since I was 16 years old. Um, oh, oh when I was almost 17, How I was. Huh? What? 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 Huh? Huh? Anyway, when I when I was almost <laughs> 17, I was diagnosed as gluten intolerant, which. Uh, takes out most of the stuff at Taco Bell. That said, um, if I were to go to Taco Bell and I could order whatever I want, I've never had this, but it always looks good when I see the commercials. I love Doritos. I would like to have one of those Dorito shell tacos, um, having never had Here's one Here's my before. question. What's your favorite flavor of Doritos? Cool Ranch. It has to be cool. Do you practice gluten-free, a gluten-free lifestyle? Yeah, since I was 16. Sean, if you ever go to Taco Bell, they're technically called Doritos Locos. 
Tacos. You order, don't you get, what were you ordering from that taco truck you were always eating at? Tacos with corn tortillas. Tacos are usually gluten-free unless you're going to, like, an American, super American place that uses flour. So tortillas. all street tacos with corn are gluten-free? For the most part, yeah. Huh. I didn't, I guess, I mean, I guess that makes total sense. Corn, most Mexican food, Brenton. Mexican food is pretty easy to do. Um, unless, like, burritos are off, are off because they use flour tortillas. And the other thing you have to worry about is, like, potential sauces. But for the most part, they're not thickening it with wheat. So my wife is doing a, I don't know if it's gluten-free or she's, like, doing no carbs, which is I think that's fairly similar, right? Well, you can eat carbs if you're gluten-free. Oh, because corn. There's right, gluten-free right. or there's gluten-free substitutes. Like, there's, they make gluten-free bread. They make gluten-free pasta. Yeah, we ain't paying for that stuff. Paying for that. <laughs> stuff, man, my, my sister-in-law or, like, my stepsister-in-law was, like, showing my wife. She's like, look at all this stuff. It's, like, at Whole Foods. It's, like, $700 a month gluten-free <laughs> bread. It's ridiculous. So, wait a second. You can eat Doritos, though? Uh, there's a couple flavors I can't. So what happens if you overload on gluten? Uh, my face will break out, um, and I will have uh, digestive issues. But uh, the, but like if if it was just digestive issues, I probably over the years would have cheated at times when I wanted something. Uh, but it's it's not like an allergy. Or like an allergy is like oh you have a bad reaction, but it's not like harmful to you long term. It's like actively harmful to me in the long term if I were to do it. Like, it lines my intestines and, like, doesn't let me absorb nutrients from food. So that's why I don't do it. It's like if someone told you something is poison, you just wouldn't eat it. Like beer? I mean, how good does it taste? Exactly. <laughs> Alcohol is poison. I know where Ryan's going with that. So you don't drink beer? No, they actually, since I started versus now, like, and this applies to everything, including beer, the options are, like, incredible. Like when I first started trying to go to a restaurant and asking them, people had no idea what it was. Uh, omission pale ale is a gluten free beer. Yeah, well, I don't know if this needs to turn into a gluten free talk, but a lot of beer companies now do this thing. Like, where somebody they, is sick of you. They've already turned this podcast. That's, that's true. <laughs> oh, they did not listen to this podcast. Uh, a lot of gluten free beers now. What they do is they make it the same as normal beer, but they add an enzyme after the process that removes the gluten. It is kind of controversial, so I will drink those. A lot of people who are gluten intolerant won't drink it because it's not FDA approved. So, like, those beers don't market themselves as gluten-free. They market it as gluten-reduced because they're not allowed to put gluten-free on it. But I, I do drink those, and I have never had a reaction. Uh, uh, New Belgium has a really good one. It's actually my favorite one um, that is gluten-free. Nice. So does Stone, delicious IPAs, gluten, uh, gluten removed. Oh yeah, that's right. Stone, yeah, Stone, they're, they're, Stone's a good beer. I've been drinking a lot of Stone in a while. Uh, okay. Dave Benton asks, and uh, Dave is either Canadian or. I don't like, I don't like this question. Uh oh. Cause he spells favorite F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. Who is his second favorite super friend? Now the question is, is he assuming that you're first? Right. But you, you don't like yourself. Or is this making a tease because whoever you answer, the other person who didn't get named could be your first favorite super friend. So it might not. No, be I think self. he's assuming I'm my favorite super friend. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not, not going. I'm not going to answer this question as as constructed. Uh, I would say Ryan is number one in terms of an internet dad, a work dad that I could have asked for. Ryan is the I mean, best. What if, what if Sean quit CBS and said something so offensive on this podcast? I got like did it get into Colorado going and they, to law school. They like revoked my acceptance under like the, <laughs> the character and fitness part. Yeah, much weirder things have happened in the past like several years. Um, Ryan is the best in terms of 
like, I think talking seriously, like, and me and him are very good at about complaining about Brinson individually. So I think he takes number one there. Brinson is number one. If I wanted to grab a beer and like a steak with one super friend, yes. it would be Will Brinson. And if, if, like, if I want to get Miami on yes, a Saturday night, if, if I want to get messed up. Yeah. In a night that I will like simultaneously never forget, but also don't remember, that would be John Breach. That's that's what yeah, I thought. Of. All right, that's, that's fair enough. That's because actually... it, in August, for example, like whenever we go out to dinners, I usually sit near like Ryan and Brinson for sure, and like Bre- Breach that whole time. Like we went back to the hotel. Breach is staying at a different hotel. I I'm wasted at this point. I'm yelling at our boss and all this stuff. And I turn around and Breach is just standing there with a drink. And I was like, "What are you doing? Didn't you go home?" And he spent that entire week trying to convince me to change my flight to go to South Beach with him. He didn't even have a place to stay, I believe, and he just wanted me to come with him to South Beach. Well, I didn't book the hotel yet because I needed to know if you were going. If you're not going, I'm getting a king bed. But if you are going, I'm not getting a king bed. I was two queens. I was. Wait, if I'm not going, you're getting two queens. No, I was getting <laughs> a bed with a room with one bed if you were not going so i need to know before i can book the room breach i was pretty upfront that i was not interested in going oh no but i've talked people into a, a <laughs> lot less yeah, <laughs> a lot it's, less it's very very important that he doesn't invite you to come to south beach and you accept the offer and there's one king bed that's weird <laughs> yes exactly yeah in fact, <laughs> I went to Augusta with my buddy Drew, and unfortunately, I've known Drew since we were in kindergarten, so it wasn't a huge deal. But we like check into the hotel room, and there's one king bed. It's like, oh my god, nice. I mean, you just, I mean, you gotta either call for a cot, a rollaway bed, or you just, you know, line a bunch of pillows in the middle and. Fine. Yeah, I was in Atlanta. My buddy came down because um, he had a Super Bowl ticket, and Atlanta Super Bowl, uh, that new hotel we stayed at, it was a king bed. So I mean, look. But how long had you known your buddy? Twenty-five years. Right. Like, yeah. if you're Sean, as recently as a year ago, you could have been under the impression that Breach might be trying to kill you. A, a year ago. Three months ago. We're, like, in the moment that he was asking me. <laughs> well, it got weirder because once Breach got down there by himself after Sean said no, Breach tweeted back a picture of him standing in the middle of this lonely road doing this weird pose. <laughs> yes. Like, this is what you're missing, Sean. In all seriousness, I probably would have been convinced to go, but I just literally the day before I got to Florida had spent a week in, in Vegas and I had driven back, gotten a plane right away. And I was not interested in partying anymore after Wilson dragged us to gestures and the final night. And then I slept 45 minutes and went to the airport drunk. I and am, then, a, I am a little disappointed though that you, Give Breach the full blown nod of, of partying over me. It was um, close. It was I close. This. I will say this in Breach's defense. Breach has a plan. Brent's plan is to go out every single night and go out hard. But Breach plans it out during the week. He goes, okay, whatever. Wednesday night's going to be my night. I'm going to go crazy and he'll plan around it. Uh, one night, I just, I, I just sort of go and get beer and then it escalates into a bigger night. Well, Sean, who loves partying, left the night we saw you when you couldn't. We had to Saturday, do, well, the party. night before the Super Bowl. I didn't want to say when it was because it makes Princeton look bad. But <laughs> I don't care. It makes it's, me look it's, better. It's easily one of the top five worst hangovers I've ever had in my entire life. But that makes you feel bad. That was where I went to bed at like 10 o'clock and had to walk Princeton back to his And then a uh, person we work with who will remain nameless uh, pegged me in the back with a, with, a, uh, with a candy bar or like a cliff bar <laughs> right before we were about to do the Pick 6 podcast pregame show at the Super Bowl. Um, and if anyone – 
don't does doesn't know, you can't throw soft things at Brinson because he gets irrationally mad. Like First of all, Cliff like a stuffed soft. animal in the face. I don't like having random things thrown at me. I don't like being splashed in the pool. Um, I don't. There's a lot of stuff I don't. I don't. I, I just don't like it. I don't. I can't wait till Brenton's farewell episode, and we can list all his pet peeves, and we'll spend two hours talking about them. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, calling. I'm calling I, in for that if we get to do that. <laughs> what do you mean you don't let me splash in the pool? How often does that happen? <laughs> um, do not splash me in the pool. My wife. My wife is is big, and she's like likes to splash. Uh, it, it's, it really bothers me. Wear goggles. That's what wives do, man. I'm not going to be a 39-year-old man wearing goggles at the pool. <laughs> already not taken seriously enough. I'm not doing that. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Jesus Gallegos says, why do he and Breach sound so much alike? Do they sound alike? I didn't know this until Breach and I used to get tweets. Um, and th- this happens as recently like a few weeks ago where – People thought I said something and they were like crediting it to me. And I had to be like, no, that was John Breach who said it. And the only thing – that's why we used to get reviews, which was who does that high-pitched giggle. It's either Sean or Breach. It's because they couldn't tell because before the giggling, they couldn't tell who was talking. Hmm. But to answer Jesus's question why we sound so much alike, my understanding – Sean, you had vocal cord surgery done so you could sound like me after you were hired? I, I was quite flattering. That's I was kind of, I mean, kind of following, you know, covered Cal, not for the same outlet, moved to Oakland, um, considered at some point to move to San Diego, to be honest, uh, before I went to Boulder. So you're literally going through my textbook of, uh, how to live life. Good for you, Sean. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> that's why I'm making some changes. <laughs> you're, you're in chapter six and you're I'm like, literally I'm like 10 years about to be breached unless they get out. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, man. Garrett Metz. <laughs> this is the final question for final everyone question. listening, wondering if this was ever going to end. This ode to Sean could last for the three how people did, who are going to like my tweet. <laughs> how did Sean get the job at CBS and what made him want to get into journalism? Uh, Debo, Debo Smart, he made it last knowing that this is Sean's final podcast because he's leaving journalism because he dislikes it so much. Uh, and so this is a amusing question at the end. I went to college at Cal and I, my first year, had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I got tricked into a poli sci major because I really liked one class and never liked another class nearly as much as that one. That's a different story. Um, at the end of my freshman year, I decided that I needed more friends that were interested in things other than partying, which was all I did my freshman year. And so the night before, like an hour before applications were due, I applied to work at the Daily Californian, which is Berkeley's student newspaper, um, got accepted. And then that kind of snowballed, uh, became an editor there, uh, worked with a lot of really good people who are still in the industry at this point. Um, and, I used to go into the Daily Cal every single day when I was an editor and like sit there and read Grantland and Deadspin. And that was kind of like how I got really into it and had the opportunity to like meet a couple like writers like Chris Ballard lived in Berkeley. He might still live in Berkeley. Um, got to sit down with him. Um, there's a couple others who I'm probably forgetting about. Oh, Jordan Kahn, who used to work for Grantland now writes for the ringer and I think has a book coming out. Got to like meet with them and that kind of furthered my interest. And then I got really lucky. I, Knew someone who knew someone, and that's how I got an internship at Next Simple Sports while I was still in college, which was a really small website. But Michael at, Lewis? 
What's up? Did you mention Michael Lewis? Did I miss that? No. Well, no. That, that was another writer who I got to beat with at Saul's in Berkeley, which is a great – I mean, I wouldn't show off Michael freaking Lewis. He's like the best writer in America right now. Yeah, so Michael Lewis, we had an – me and my friend Michael had an incredible lunch with Michael Lewis at what has become my favorite restaurant in the Bay Area. Did you go to Berkeley? No. He went to Princeton, I think. So how did that happen? He lives in Berkeley. And so he lives in Berkeley, and we somehow – someone knew his email, so we just emailed him out of the blue and asked if we could just meet and pick his brain. And he replied, and he was like, I'll beat you at Saul's at this time. Um, wow. It was – I mean, for me, that was like – yeah, that I can't believe I didn't mention that. That was like an incredible moment for me to get to ask I'm him I'm still annoyed about. you did that because like – Like to ask him about like Moneyball, which like for me was like a huge thing. He's, I mean, um, he's probably my favorite writer of all time. Yeah. I don't – he's up there for me. Um, and that was like an experience I'll never forget. And like at the time he was like so nice cause he was invested in like talking about the things that we should be doing at the daily cow to get noticed, like the investigative stuff that we should do. We tried, did it work? Um, but he was incredible. Um, the funny thing is like years later, I saw him again at the same restaurant cause he goes there a lot. And I was just like, he probably doesn't remember me. And he was with like four people. I was like, I'm not going to go up to him, but I was like walking past and I was like trying to make eye contact. He made eye contact with me. Definitely did not remember me uh, whatsoever, which I, which I expected. Uh, that's just um, a little awkward then, isn't it? Well, I didn't say anything. It was more just like, as I was walking past, but like you're table, staring like, down this dude at a table, hoping to make eye contact. And then he yes. does. And then he doesn't know you. And he's like, why is this? crazy dude stay yes and like over the years i've seen him at souls many times and do not talk to him uh got very lucky got a job at next impulse sports where pete blackburn was like the head writer and like pretty much the only writer and that i i took i kept that internship until i graduated when the founders who i owe this job to as much as ek to be honest um very politely told me that they could not keep paying me um, and they were just like, but we're going to do everything in our power to get you a job. And one of the founders, uh, Kylie knew EK somehow. I, it's still kind of unclear. They had just like, I think emailed over the years and he put me in touch with EK and I was very stupid on the call with EK and cause I wanted to write about the NFL or, f- or football in some form, whether it be college or NFL. And EK was like, yeah, we don't have any opportunities, but tell you what, we need someone to cover the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. And I was just like, oh, I don't know anything about boxing. And we kept talking. And then EK like, the shut end, up and say you do. EK at the end was like, I'll tell you what, we need someone to cover the Mayweather Pacquiao, Pacquiao fight. And that kind of, uh, broke the dam. And I realized, okay, he's kind of trying to offer me this job. And I was got a two week contract or sorry, an eight week contract. And then that turned into an NFL gig after that. So, um, that's what made me want to, I, I love writing and I still love writing. I said that at the beginning. Um, I, what I've just realized is I don't like the kind of writing uh, that I've been doing for the last five years, which is mainly blogging. Yeah. I mean, I, again, like I said before, it, 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 it wears on you. And I also think, I don't know. We, we talked about this when we were on our little Skype call and Sean had to break up with us in person. That's what EK um, literally said on the phone to me. He said, Oh my God, are you breaking up with us? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> I, literally that's what i had said i was like it's not you guys well i mean it's it, it really is like i mean i did it for like almost 10 oh wow you know i just realized that uh nine days from now oh no actually if this is july 5th we're like less than a week away from my 10 year anniversary at cbs 11th no 10 what was your oh my god so you were at cbs i guess when i was in high school <laughs> i guess so that is Brinson and Wilson, you guys got here in 2010, right? I got here in 2011. 
I got I got here in 2011 also. We're in 20 when in 2011. June, July. I got here in July of 2010. So I was between high school I, and I, college. Fact, I was down at my in-laws beach house because I um and accepted like a t- did a phone call my mother-in-law and my girlfriend at the time I guess. What? I think we we're engaged. Yeah. We were, yeah, we weren't engaged. Uh, they, they were like, I was like, I gotta do this call. I was like, it's with CBS Sports. It's like, I might get a job with them. I was like, could you guys give me like the, and they said they went down like across the street to the dock down at Wrightsville and, um, I chatted up with EK and got done. I was like, Oh my God, like that's, that's, that's the, like, I, I was like, I pretty, like, I feel like I felt pretty confident I would get the job. And, uh, he called back later and, and gave it to me, but I, I'm with you in the sense that I think, you know, the first three or four, the first three years, we were doing, I mean, stuff was so, like, you're just like, it was just a different time. And then the next three is like, I mean, you start, you really got it, like social media exploded for athletes and you get into the transa- transactional slog and it's, you just, I mean, it's just a grind and it's a lot to bang out, you know, 10 stories a day about just mundane transactions. And, you know, I mean, like, and Sean, you never cared about, like the way Breach and I do, Brian doesn't really either. But like, you never cared about like traffic numbers. Like, no, you would, you would openly be like, nah, I don't really care. No, I just wanted to be within the normal range. Like me and Ryan, I think we're pretty similar. Like we'd always be behind you two on the reports. But as long as I was like within the range of the five riders, like somewhere in the middle, I didn't care. You're but just be- well. Also, it was a losing. Like, I, yeah, I think I probably cared right at the beginning because I started getting those emails, and I was just like, ooh, like. You know, this is a tangible measurement. And then, like, you and Breach, or mostly Breach, would just, like, blow everyone out of the water. I was just like, I'm not, like, trying. The difference, Sean, I got to find a different lane. Like, I'm not winning this battle. <laughs> you and I, Sean, still have our dignity. Those two don't. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think, but in my defense, it's not even so much that. I do like the grind. Like, I have such a short attention span. I enjoy that the stories change every day. And, yes, we cover football every single year but it's always changing. There's new things out there. And I totally understand your point, Sean, that you wish you were doing more longer features, which we're not set up for, or, or just the industry doesn't. Industry doesn't set up for that. Right, right, because you're spending a lot of time. You're not making money on those. On one, exactly. And, and so I totally get that. But, you know, it is all about that. It, it is, it's a lot of work and it wears on you. And if you don't enjoy it, then it is going to burn you out. Uh, but so far, Look, anyone who actually manages to read my newsletter knows what kind of writing I like to do. It, it, it's not the short form stuff. Like I like to actually write longer stuff that takes me days and, and multiple edits and all that. And, um, I, I love the job when I first started and what I would do is I would actually go out of my way on my free time and actually try to do these longer stories. And you can probably track the moment when I was like, gave up on that. It was probably like two years into it. It was just, it was just too much work to actually do that on the outside. And then I was covering the Warriors and I would like cover an NBA, an NFL shift from 11 to five, eat dinner, get into the car, go to Oracle and be there till two in the morning and then do it all over again. And then that was over. And I was just like, I can't do this. Like I can't grind like that. The, uh, yeah. I'm sure there are many listeners who are currently rubbing their fingers together, playing the sound of the world's tiniest violin. For <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, this is like, uh, like I'm excited to be moving on. Uh, this is like something a little more, a little less grindy, like contract <laughs> law. 
<laughs> this is a uh, no, but seriously, this is like a sad day, and like it, it's extremely bittersweet because um, I don't want to complain about the last five and a half years because it has been incredible. Like again, if you would have told me all the things that I got to do over the last five and a half years that I would get to do that fresh out of college when like this is all I wanted to do, like it actually fulfilled like the dream I had in college to go and do this. It did. It was not a letdown whatsoever. It's just at a certain point you realize what you thought it was. It's not what it actually ends up being. And it's not what you actually end up loving. Um, but again, if you, if I had the option to go back and like never do this and just go straight to law school, for example, and get that head start mm-hmm. that I'm now five years behind, I would not take it. I would do this five years again, because I think, I mean, 20 years from now, I'm going to remember so many things that I got to do um, here at CBS that, a lot of people don't get to do, and I'm incredibly fortunate. And I got so lucky that, like, I got to do this. That EK hired me, and EK stuck with me because I didn't know what the hell I was doing at the beginning. Like, I got in trouble for like doing the like I published a Daily Mail article back in the Wild West days, and we were just like self-publishing stuff. And like, I very well could have gotten fired for that, and EK defended me. So like, I like Are very much. Oh, oh you I, published that you stole the photos from the Daily Mail. Yeah, this this, this was awful. this was when you guys were in Florida for a summit That's and right. EK was like okay, Tom Brady stuff? Yeah, it's like I don't Tom Brady and Michael Jordan, I think, like golfing in the Bahamas or something. And EK was just Wait, like, did okay. You embed, did you embed a tweet or did you actually put the photo in the story? I put the photo in the story. Okay. I mean, <laughs> and like, like look, you tell me this now, it's like what if Freaking idiot, right? But like, I was coming from the small website where, like, you know, we could steal photos because no, yeah, anything goes. And like, a college paper where like we used our own photographer's photos, and like, I had no experiences with this, and everyone was blogging the story, and I was just like, oh crap, like I'm the only guy online, like I have to do this, and I did it. And then the next morning, I wake up logging the campfire, and I see Ek talking about it. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose my job after two weeks covering the NFL. I remember. So, having, so I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate I got these five years, which is the version, the short version. I, I remember having that conversation. I think we were in Florida. I remember talking to EK about it. He was like, oh, the new guy kind of. He's like, we're sort of getting threatened. Oh, I'm pretty sure CBS probably had to pay the Daily Mail. I think so. Mm. This mm. is not the first CBS Daily Mail incident, I believe, over the five years. That was the only one I was responsible for. But <laughs> the point being, I did not feel like going into that job in hindsight. I was exactly like ready for it. And the fact that I got that job right away, like it probably would have been better served if I was in this industry for the long haul to have done that high school reporting job and all that and work my way up. And so I am incredibly fortunate, A, that I got the job in the first place, B, they stuck with me and that I was able to stay here with you guys for five and a half years when there's so much turmoil throughout the industry. That's the Sean show. We're going to miss you, buddy. Uh, Probably not until like the first Sunday of the season. Not until the Bears start losing by three touchdowns. Or not until the Bears, you get, the Bears get to the Super Bowl. That's when we're going to miss them. <laughs> hey, Sorry, if Sean. the Bears get to the Super Bowl, maybe I'll pay my own way and I'll uh, see you guys down there in Tampa. Assuming nah, we're the Super Bowl. If somebody would have asked us a year ago and said, hey, look, one of you guys isn't going to be on the podcast by next July, who would you have thought it was? 99% Brunson. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't even disagree with that. But for getting fired for saying something outlandish, oh, tweeting, you know. getting fired for a tweet. Uh, and like, and also to everyone who actually does listen and enjoy me, I'm sure there are many people like that guy who left a review and other people who haven't left reviews who don't. But to the people who actually do listen and do engage with me on Twitter and read my stuff, like, genuine thank you. Like, it, it truly has been amazing. Uh, and I will miss a lot of 
people, but I will still be around on Twitter. Like, I, I unfortunately, I am still addicted to that platform. Well, uh, what are the odds? By the way, we didn't really cover this, but what are the odds that like Colorado school gets canceled and Sean has to come beg for his job back? Forty percent. Twenty five. Yes, guy, it's somewhere between twenty five and forty percent, right? Like, law school doesn't happen. If you had to do virtual law school, would you do virtual law school or? Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. I don't like you guys have to realize I'm 27 turning 28 in September. Like I'm not trying to delay this any longer. Like are I'm you going to go and off. write articles about uh the Buffaloes? You can go to the football games. Oh my god. And start a Colorado Buffs uh blog and podcast. Also thanks guys- for, uh thanks for the existential crisis reminder 27 year old. What you guys like you guys like your jobs and you're trying to stay in this industry. You don't have anything to worry about. I'm if you were 40 and like being like, I want to start over and go to law school, then yeah, you probably should sit down and think about that. You have one year, Brinson's basically what he's saying. <laughs> Brinson's not 40? Oh. <laughs> yaka, yaka, waka, waka, naka, naka, whatever it is. All right, let's get out of here. We hit the, oh, good, we hit the 90 minute mark. Nice. Sorry, Debo. Right about it. Uh, right about there. Sean. Shutting my tear. It's been real. I just want you to take one thing with you. See you guys. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.